sauce.com. I'm Landon DeCrastis, once again hosting this episode. It's a pleasure to be here and talking about a very important subject, and I suppose I wouldn't talk about it unless it was important, but I don't want to have grandiose ideas of myself or anything like that. But today is a subject in this episode, and I want to cover because it is something that has given me a lot of grief in my years in ministry. Over the years, I have had the opportunity to be able to mentor different pastors, and I have had the awesome privilege to be able to coach and talk to churches and church boards about church planting, about just ministry in general, evangelism, discipleship, and all of those things that go in with ministry. I've even had the opportunity to talk to college classes about ministry and the things that are going on in the world of church leadership, and it has been an absolute pleasure to do so. One of the things that I did before starting the church that I am at called Fishers Point Community Church in Fishers, Indiana, was I had the opportunity to visit other churches who were either newly planted or who were growing very quickly. Some of these churches also that I uh, visited were not necessarily growing quickly, but they were just larger churches, and they had a lot of different programs that they were participating in and initiating for the community. One of the things that I saw in so many churches during that time that that really bothered me was the fact that you did not see, especially in these more contemporary churches, and this kind of makes sense if you if you know where I'm get going with this, one of the things that I saw so many times that really, really bothered me was the lack of older people. When you go into ministry, and you're my age, and I'm kind of the older end of the millennial age, I believe, if I'm doing that math correctly, is you have this idea implanted in you, especially if you're going into the ministry, that older people are not welcome. Now, we don't say that. We don't say that if you have silverish hair or white hair, that you are not welcome in our churches. But the way that we go about constructing and structuring ministry very much says that to an older person. When I went into these churches, some of these very contemporary, some of them very um, new churches, I tended to see a lot of people who looked very much alike. They were all carrying their coffee, they all had a scarf around their neck, they all had the same kind of glasses, they all had the same kind of haircuts, they they all had the same skin color, and that's a whole other discussion that really bothers me, um, about churches that are all just looking alike. But anyway, going on from that, these churches are starting to 
kind of conform to look like one another. And as humans, we do that. We do that because it's what feels comfortable to us. We want to be in a community of people who think like us, who look like us, who act like us, who talk like us, because that is how we find that safety. But I'm here to tell you that the church is not supposed to be that way. The church is supposed to be multi-ethnic, multicultural, multi-generational, and we're a group of people who come together not because of affinities that all we all share, but it's because we all serve Christ. Christ brought together a multi-ethnic, multi-generational, multicultural mentality that was absolutely revolutionary in the early church. If we look at the spread of Christianity and uh, early Messianic Judaism, we see an amazing movement that did not just stay within one region, one people group, and one set of people who all looked alike and sounded alike and talked alike. Now, going back to the whole age situation, when we plant churches, when we start these new works, often we are told, maybe not in these exact direct words, but sometimes we're told, hey, you got to go for that 18 to 35 year old age. You know, those are the, the people who are the movers and the shakers. They'll do stuff for you, you know, and all of those kind of things. And sometimes when we talk about the older folks, let's say, I'm not going to saying any specific ages because I'm going to get in trouble if I do. But when we talk about the older folk, we say, well, yeah, they're good because they bring the money. I'm sorry, that's not good enough for me. Every age group needs to feel welcome in the church. One of the things that I have always thought about, if for some reason God were to move me to a different location, a different church, was the first thing that I would do for a long period of time, instead of going in with all these grandiose ideas to change stuff, one of the first things that I would do was go to the uh, older folks Sunday school class for a long period of time. I want to be able to let them know they are heard, they are loved, they are welcome. You go to a lot of churches now, and one of the things that you find is that there's some turmoil in the church. A lot of it is because, or maybe some of it in this particular context, is because the older folks feel like they're no longer being heard, no longer being valued. You know, they're just valued only for the check that they write every week or every month or whatever the case may be. And all of these changes are happening at an amazing rate in their opinion, but they are absolutely thrown to the wayside. You know, a lot of the things that we would say to them is like, oh, come on, things are changing. It's time to pass the baton. It's time to give over leadership to the younger generation. And while some of that can be true, not in that exact way that I said, sometimes we have to understand the mentality of these older folks. We, I think sometimes as pastors, we just kind of assume all older folks are saved and they're ready. Uh, they have nothing else to contribute and it's time for them to step aside. But what a good, healthy system looks like is that they can not only have 
incredible value in the ministry and things that they can be doing, but they also have the additional responsibility, if you're a Christian, I'm saying the word responsibility here, they have the additional responsibility to mentor and to coach the next generation. It is just not good enough, in my opinion, to just look at these folks with a lighter hair color and say, it's no longer your church, because that's absolutely not true. So anyway, a lot of these churches I've gone to in the past, a lot of these um, ones that I've visited for purpose of just learning about, okay, what kind of programs are they doing? What, how are they addressing the needs of the community and all of that? Sometimes it really grieved me, to be honest with you, when I would walk in and it would feel like everyone was walking around robotically, the same coffee and the same hand and the, the, wearing the same kind of clothes. All of the kids were the exact same age and all those kind of things. Now, I understand, like I said at the very beginning, we all kind of gravitate to what's comfortable for us. But as Christians, we need to be able to break out of that. Where are the Christians that are going into churches that are small and perhaps are not doing the best, you know, and really desiring to get involved and make a difference? And to grow that church or to help that church stretch beyond what it can normally stretch. Instead, what we see are a lot of people going from place to place as if they are consumers trying to find exactly what will please them the most. Now, there's a part of that that I completely understand. You know, hey, let, let's say you, you just got out of a situation in which uh, you felt very abused, very used. Um, you know, maybe even there was a huge burden, a huge split and all that kind of thing. And it left a bad taste in your mouth. So now you are in this mentality of wanting to heal, wanting to grow, wanting to get reconnect spiritually. And I completely understand that part. So don't get, get me... Uh, started on that road, and don't hear me as saying that there are not valid reasons to look for the right fit that, that you feel comfortable with. But as Christians, as we grow, we have to go beyond that. We have to start to really dig into our faith, scripture, prayer, to the point we are so open to what God has for us to do and who he wants us to be that it's no longer about us and our consuming, but we are now producing. So getting back to the age situation, there are people around us. They are in assisted living facilities. They are in nursing homes. They are in our own churches. They are shut-ins. They are widows who are desperately in need of Jesus. And if we don't recognize that, then we are missing a gigantic part of the Great Commission. These people are in need of Jesus, and some of these people are saved, and they love Jesus, but they are so incredibly lonely because they feel like no one feels like they have value. This is an absolute atrocity. We are claiming we love people, yet there is an entire people group that's right in front of us that we just completely neglect. 
Now, sometimes we reduce this conversation down to music. Oh, old people like the hymns and young people like the contemporary music. Well, actually, that's not even true. You know, obviously, there are older people in our congregations right now who really miss those older songs. And my goodness, people, would it really kill us to sing an older song? I mean, will the absolute worst thing happen? Like, will the church actually collapse? Will people just get up and walk out? No, the answer is no. In fact, some of the experiences I have had, especially with people who are non-church, who are walking into this church first time in their lives, they hear an older song and think, wow, I have never heard that before. That is so poetic. That's wonderful. And, you know, if they've never heard it before, then it's new to them. Think about it that way. Some people connect with them because, hey, I remember when I was in church when I was a kid, I remember hearing that, and they connect in that way. I remember my grandmother who passed away just a few years ago. We were really, really close, and that is her favorite song. I remember that. I mean, there is so much depth of theology, of nostalgia, and we worship with our psychology not only with our spirituality. Let us not neglect the people that are around us, no matter what age, no matter what they look like, no matter uh, what they do for a living. We don't have the opportunity as Christians to say, you're in and um, you're out. We don't have the opportunity to say, I only feel a specific call to only see these particular kinds of people saved. And of course, they have the same kind of slicked hair, and they have the coffee in one hand, and all those things that I've already described. If we do those things, and we base everything off of comfort, we start to create these churches that are all cookie-cutter, everyone looks the same, everyone acts the same, and nobody makes a difference. Sure, we can do a lot of service projects and go on a lot of mission trips and and put on a lot of great things about our church on social media, but ultimately what Jesus wanted us to do would be was to be world changers. He wanted to take his power and give it to us so that we may be grace distributors to the world around us. There are people all around us who are dying and they are desperate for someone to love them. And if we just turn our noses to that and say, well, you don't look like me, so I'm not really called to you, then just walk out of the church because you don't belong there. Sorry, I know that's a little harsh. So what do you think? Do you think that we have neglected an entire people group and they're right in front of us? I know some of you listening to this, some of you being my friends, some of you being colleagues in ministry will say, no, 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 we're not doing that at all. We're just telling the older folks that it's time to get new people involved. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but there is something for everyone to do. We all need to grow. Nobody is right 100% of the time. Even the older folks, you know, there are times where their pride gets in the way, just like every single one of us. But let us not neglect a normal human being who just happens to have a bigger number next to their age and just throw them to the curb. They can be the most intensely spiritual 
church leaders you will ever encounter if we just give them a chance. Some people of the older age group have gotten so frustrated that they just say, you know what, I'm just going to sit here in the pews or the seats and I'm not going to do anything. It's not because they're tired, it's because they're tired of being pushed away. Some are very tired. They're maybe struggling with a disability or something like that, so obviously that's a different conversation. So what do you think about this? What do you think about the concept of what we're doing to the older generation? Maybe you completely disagree. I invite a great conversation. Go to ministrysauce.com. You can message me through there. I would love to speak with you about that. Share, comment, subscribe wherever you hear this podcast.